Hello, welcome back to Meditating the Word. My name is Cherie. I'm your host and fellow traveler on this journey through the Bible in a year. Whether you've been reading the Bible for years, or if this is your first time to read it from Genesis to Revelation, I'm so glad to have you with us. We are in the ninth month of our journey, and we still have a lot of people to meet and places to visit. So let's jump into today's passage. This is day 256. Today we are reading the book of Daniel, chapters 1 through 3. I'm reading from the World English Bible. However, I am omitting the apocryphal portion, so if you're following along in that version, in chapter 3, I will skip from verse 23 to 91 to follow the Protestant Bible. So let's get started. The Book of Daniel, chapters 1 through 3. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, with part of the vessels of the house of God, and he carried them into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. He brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. The king spoke to Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring in some of the children of Israel, even of the royal offspring and of the nobles, youths in whom there was no defect, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and endowed with knowledge and understanding science, and who had the ability to serve in the king's palace, and that he should teach them the learning and the language of the Chaldeans. The king appointed for them a daily portion of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and that they should be nourished three years, that at its end they should serve the king. Now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The prince of the eunuchs gave names to them. To Daniel he gave the name Belteshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God made Daniel find kindness and compassion in the sight of the prince of the eunuchs. The prince of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse looking than the youths who are of your own age? Then you would endanger my head with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the prince of the eunuchs had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Test your servants, I beg you, ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our faces be examined before you, and the face of the youths who eat of the king's delicacies, and, as you see, deal with your servants." So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for ten days. At the end of the ten days, their faces appeared fairer 
and they were fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate of the king's delicacies. So the steward took away their delicacies and the wine that they would drink, and gave them vegetables. Now, as for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. At the end of the days which the king had appointed for bringing them in, the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and among them all was found no one like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served the king in every matter of wisdom and understanding concerning which the king inquired of them. He found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters who were in all his realm. Daniel continued serving even to the first year of King Cyrus. In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams, and his spirit was troubled, and his sleep went far from him. Then the king commanded that the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans be called to tell the king his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king. The king said to them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit is troubled to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in the Syrian language, O king, live forever, tell your servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. If you don't make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you will be cut in pieces, and your houses will be made a dunghill. But if you show the dream and its interpretation, you will receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and its interpretation. They answered the second time and said, let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered, I know of a certainty that you are trying to gain time, because you see the thing is gone from me. But if you don't make known to me the dream, there is but one law for you, for you have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me until the situation changes. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I will know that you can show me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man on the earth who can show the king's matter, because no king, lord, or ruler has asked such a thing of any magician, enchanter, or Chaldean. It is a rare thing that the king requires, and there is no other who can show it before the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. Because of this, the king was angry and very furious, and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out, and the wise men were to be slain. They sought Daniel and his companions to be slain. Then Daniel returned answer with counsel and prudence to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree so urgent from the king? Then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. 
Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would appoint him a time, and he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, and that Daniel and his companions would not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered, Blessed be the name of God for ever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells within him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers, who have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we desired of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. Therefore Daniel went in to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went in and said this to him, Don't destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show to the king the interpretation. Then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste and said this to him, I have found a man of the children of the captivity of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered before the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded can't be shown to the king by wise men, enchanters, magicians, or soothsayers, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream, the visions of your head on your bed, are these. As for you, O king, your thoughts came on your bed, what should happen hereafter, and he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will happen. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living but to the intent that the interpretation may be made known to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O king, saw, and behold, a great image, this image which was mighty and whose brightness was excellent, stood before you, and its appearance was terrifying. As for this image, its head was of fine gold, its breast and its arms of silver its belly and its thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet, part of iron and part of clay. You saw until a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet that were of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were broken in pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away, so that no place was found for them. 
The stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream, and we will tell its interpretation before the king. You, O king, are king of kings, to whom God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, the strength, and the glory. Wherever the children of men dwell, he has given you the animals of the field and the birds of the sky into your hand and has made you rule over them all. You are the head of gold. After you, another kingdom will arise that is inferior to you, and a third kingdom of bronze, which will rule over all the earth. The fourth kingdom will be strong as iron, because iron breaks in pieces and subdues all things. And as iron that crushes all these, it will break in pieces and crush whereas you saw the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron. It will be a divided kingdom, but there will be in it of the strength of iron, because you saw the iron mixed with miry clay, as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay. So the kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle." Whereas you saw the iron mixed with miry clay, they will mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they won't cling to one another, even as iron does not mix with clay. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, nor will its sovereignty be left to another people, but it will break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it will stand forever. Because you saw that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. The great God has made known to the king what will happen hereafter. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and worshipped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an offering and sweet odors to him. The king answered to Daniel and said, Of a truth, your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, since you have been able to reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel great, and gave him many great gifts, and made him rule over the whole province of Babylon, and to be chief governor over all the wise men of Babylon. Daniel requested of the king, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel was in the king's gate. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was sixty cubits and its width six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the local governors, the deputies, and the governors, the judges, the treasurers, and the counselors, the sheriffs, and all of the rulers of the provinces to come up to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the local governors, the deputies, and the governors, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up.
and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded peoples, nations, and languages, that whenever you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. Whoever doesn't fall down and worship shall be cast into the middle of a burning, fiery furnace the same hour. Therefore, at that time, when all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and brought accusation against the Jews. They answered Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever doesn't fall down and worship shall be cast into the middle of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not respected you. They don't serve your gods and don't worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. Then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered them, Is it on purpose, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you don't serve my God, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, whenever you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, to fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you don't worship, you shall be cast the same hour into the middle of a burning fiery furnace. Who is that God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, Nebuchadnezzar, We have no need to answer you in this matter. If it happens, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the form of his appearance was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated, and he commanded certain mighty men who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their pants, their tunics, their mantles, and their other clothes, and were cast into the middle of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, 
The flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the middle of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste. He spoke and said to his counselors, Didn't we cast three men bound into the middle of the fire? They answered the king, True, O king. He answered, Look, I see four men loose, walking in the middle of the fire, and they are unharmed. The appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace. He spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the middle of the fire, and the local governors, the deputies, and the governors, the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men, that the fire had no power on their bodies. The hair of their head wasn't singed. Their pants weren't changed. The smell of fire wasn't even on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and have changed the king's word and have yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language who speak anything evil against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god who is able to deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Father God, you are the wonder-working God, and there is no other God and no other thing that can deliver like you can. Thank you for the book of Daniel. We are thrilled when we read his account. Daniel and his companions fasted and prayed, and you showed them secrets they could not possibly have seen without your divine intervention. You took a slave and gave him so much favor with men that he was promoted from slave to ruler over a kingdom. And you have redeemed us from slavery to sin, to ruling and reigning with Christ Jesus. Thank you for showering us with your favor, Father. Amen. Well, there we have it another chapter in our journey through the Bible. It isn't always easy to understand, but remember, it isn't a race, and each word we read is a seed planted in our hearts. Thank you for being part of this journey. Join us tomorrow and every day as we continue our journey through the pages of the Bible. This is Cherie signing off for the day. Remember, you are in my prayers. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.